another episode of the Paper Pencil Podcast Season 2. I am Swar Davo, the host of this show and this is a place where I get to have lovely conversations with people from the art world and today's one is a bit special for me. So if you're enjoying listening to this episode, uh, do consider subscribing to this podcast and do the amazing job of telling your friends about this show. You can also follow us on Instagram to stay updated on the upcoming episodes and uh, maybe some other stuff as well. The page name of course is uh, Paper Pencil podcast so today's guest today's guest i have been after her life since 2021 to have a conversation with me and now two years later it's finally happening you know it's like one of those slow cooked meals those really good nice slow cooked meals which takes a long time to brew but then finally you know it's it's really really tasty and probably worth it as well so today i have shilpa with me now you probably know her as suveno souvenir she is an extremely skillful clay artist i have been following her work forever and i keep going back only and only because of her attention to detail now i know it takes a lot of time to make each of her clay pieces i mean you see it with your own eyes like check out her tiny place a uh, plate of rice okay or biryani maybe right you'll be able to notice every individual rice grain and that's incredible according to me Also, you probably know my affinity towards food, so there's a good chance this conversation will derail multiple times today, and I'm absolutely fine with that. Oh, and you should also check her vada pow. The way she textures those tiny pows, I, I mean, hats off to your patience and level of skill. Okay, so Shilpa, welcome to the Paper Pencil Podcast. I am going to be Hi, very Shana. hungry after today's episode. <laughs> Hello, thank you so much for having me here. With thank you, have so a lot of patience. I do. I, I am known for that. I am known for that. <laughs> <laughs> so took, so for the it listeners took me quite a while it took it took just 2 years that's okay it's just just fine just 2 years <laughs> but um so for the listeners uh, just to kind of give you a little bit of location so i'm of course joining from bangalore and uh, shilpa she is in her hometown in chennai so yeah if you hear uh, you know noises in the background you kind of get the whole chennai vibe probably coming in the background but yeah chennai vibe is not noise like that but yeah <laughs> just a lot of con- construction work happening here regularly So okay so Shilpa you know um yeah. I generally do start the conversation for every episode with this one basic question and I am dying to know mm-hmm. you know what were you doing with uh, sound engineering after a degree in electronics and communication so anyway you know let's 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 begin with your journey uh take take me back you know to wherever you want to start off from I really do want to know you know how everything in your life kind of led to this whole miniature clay figure so let's let's go for that kind of like serendipity right mm, i exactly did yeah so i liked art like mm. from my childhood days but i wasn't like an artist or anything mm-hmm. it's just that i was slightly better than my classmates but i would still not call myself an artist right. uh and i think i was always good at copying something rather than creating my own thing mm-hmm. so for a really long time i wasn't sure if you know calling myself an artist was even the right word right. and i did not do that mm-hmm. uh till you know an artist friend was like no i mean you are an artist but it always makes me uncomfortable because there's so many creative people out there and i'm not sure where i stand mm-hmm. okay okay that's 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 so, okay i think i can answer that question for you but yeah i'm sure anyway let's go back <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah childhood was pretty normal i studied in a very nerdy school so extracurricular activities weren't like you know it, it was pretty much looked down upon all that they cared about was you know your marks and everything and uh, then your yeah, south indian parents you either become a doctor or an engineer mm-hmm. i wasn't spared uh i was interested in music uh, you know later in like high school and stuff mm-hmm. 
but they weren't okay with me making a jump then they said you know you're engineering and then do whatever you want oh do you see this about it then yeah so your basic education becomes four years of engineering right mm, correct yeah so i had to do that and uh, so after engineering i was like no i'm not getting into this loop right. because now you would want me to sit for placements and then do my mba or get right. a job right and you know do uh, to maybe work for two years get an mba and then you know get paid nicely <laughs> i should have opted hopefully, for that hopefully yeah nicely Hopefully. Hey, you get paid. I'm sure you get paid nicely. I've seen you do a lot of these pieces and I'm sure these pieces will kind of, you know, give back. I know it takes a lot of effort, Shilpa, for, it, for it that matter. It does, but the, the we... The payoff is good, but then I can't really work as much as I would love to work. Ah, so, okay. I, you know, factor. yeah. So, I take a few orders, then I'm just working on them for the next two to three months and that I don't really earn, right? and i think also so. uh, seen in your stories if i'm not wrong uh, it leads to a lot of your you know pain in the hand as well right a lot of yeah those... it's extremely stressful for my fingers mm-hmm. because it's a very repetitive work right correct correct and the job itself is monotonous so it's kind of irritating after a point <laughs> what's a double x yeah. there yeah it is as much as i love the end product of it the whole process can go from being meditative to annoying <laughs> pretty quickly <laughs> but yeah you're also making so many of them but anyway so 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 yeah we get back college. to that yeah you're in college yeah. yeah so yeah i refused to sit for placements i did not even register for it mm-hmm. and i'm sure my parents were into happy with my choice mm-hmm. but yeah so i just quit that i mean like, as in i did not quit i finished my engineering and then did like a one year diploma in audio engineering mm. oh okay that's all yeah so mm-hmm. i did that and then i took like a year break because i wasn't really sure where that was heading mm-hmm. uh you know because like everything over here is just like somehow leads to movies you know mm, any okay. studio is going to be recording for movies and mm. i wasn't really keen on that i don't know what i was thinking right <laughs> it's like you grow up listening to the backstreet boys and britney spears and then you're to get a movies and no <laughs> so i was kind of uh, yeah lost until and unless you're probably working with the likes of air rahman and stuff right <clears throat> Yeah, but I didn't I wasn't like really patient enough to grow there, oh. <laughs> grow that far. So, yeah, it, it was kind of I mean, disillusioned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As much as I loved it, I wasn't really sure if that was my path. Mm-hmm. So, for a year I was just like, you know, wondering what to do and then I did work very very briefly and I did like it. And uh, but around the same time as when I started, you know, um getting into this more creative side of life uh got into paper quilling oh nice so you start off yeah there. yeah so start off with paper quilling which, which yeah. year was this which year was this uh thing 2010 oh, okay okay so i was uh, in my first year of college okay so that's well, okay. I mean, just trying to place place it in my time <laughs> well. okay. okay yeah so 2010 and uh, yeah so that was going on for a bit you know i started with jewelry we all started with jewelry i think mm-hmm. uh but then i enjoyed making sculptures out of it okay out of the paper quilt right yeah mm-hmm. so uh you know i i had i think i should find pictures somewhere like i had made a taj mahal i had made like an enfield bike enfield um, bike yeah like a really tiny one it was like 2 2 and a half inches but but was it like something which was standing or was it like you know yeah. flat 
stand. No, no, it could stand. It's a, it was a three wow. D one, yeah. Wow. So all of these sculptures where they were like three D uh, figurines. Taj Mahal, I can imagine. Like I've seen people do, you know, these dome shaped stuff. I think it's easy with paper quilling because you do that yeah. and then you push it. So then you it push kind it, of, yes. uh, forms that uh, cone sort of a shape. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I, w- I won't say the bike was realistic or anything, but for somebody who had no experience in art and stuff, right. it was a cute thing. Right. So that was going on for a bit, which is when I wanted to move to clay because it's not that versatile a medium, right? Paper, it has its mm. um, restrictions. Correct. I mean, I-, I have seen people who now actually make brilliant stuff with paper. It's mm-hmm. just that I wasn't into, you know, mm-hmm. working with that medium. And yeah. Which is where the whole burger story comes in. I'm sure people who know my story will be like, how many times does she repeat this thing? Okay, what is it? I don't know. Okay, great. So, I wanted to pay, make a pair of burger earrings for myself. Okay. And I thought clay would be a better medium than paper. Mm-hmm. So, uh, my mom's actually a craft teacher. Like, she used to make a lot of these crafts. She'll just go learn, teach. Oh, nice. You know, whatever these ladies who do, you know, they have this hobby and they keep working on different sort of mediums and stuff. So she just told me, I mean, that day she taught me how to like mix color, mm-hmm. like maybe one or two texturing and that's it. In clay, in clay, mix color. Yeah, clay. in clay. Oh, got it. So the very first burger, I think she made most of it. <laughs> I took credit for it, shamelessly. <laughs> okay. But the thing is, right after I made it, I thought I was very proud of it, right? Because I've never seen... Uh, clay burger earrings at that point of time mm-hmm. this was april 2011 mm. and then i googled about it i mean i just went on google and searched and right. then you see there is this entire world of dollhouse miniatures right right i was really proud of myself and it dropped pretty much in the next few <laughs> seconds <laughs> and then you realize how ugly your work see, is and there's good, so much to do to stay in your bubble see there, there are pros and cons but pros of staying in your bubble is actually a good thing i feel <laughs> yeah, you feel really good about yourself, but it it barely lasted a few you know minutes right. maybe. Right. So, so I was like, okay, I mean this is interesting. So then I took a look at it, and then I realized no one is making Indian food. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, I was I was able to sell off those burger earrings like then and there. Mm. Uh, yeah, I had I have good friends. <laughs> yeah, supportive so they were very uh, supportive. Yeah, very supportive. So I was able to like make more and then I was like, okay, like burko, then I tried uh, cakes mm. and then I jumped to a dosa. Mm, okay. Like maybe in the same week. Right. So it's been 11 years and I'm still making, making dosas. dosas. <laughs> but I'm yeah. sure your dosas have become like, I can see the perfection in your dosas. My God. Yeah. You know, the number of times I've seen your dosas, I think out of all the things you make, of course, I see, you know, your idea pumps and all. I do realize how much time it would have taken you because I've worked with clay a little bit, as I told you. But your, mm-hmm, yeah. I think, I think dosas, like, I don't think I've seen anybody else make clay dosas like the way you do, especially with the coloring thing that you do, you know, like that, that there's <laughs> a concentric you. circles with those brownish. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It is so, brilliant. but you know, to be honest, I'm still not happy with how it looks because I I, I keep striving to get better hmm. with each dosa that I make. I'm still not where I want to be, with, wow. you know, with the dosa. Wow. Yeah. So, and then for a while, I wasn't sure if food is what I want to do, right? Like, what will I do with food? Mm-hmm. Who's going to buy it? Mm-hmm. Like, um, so then I was exploring figurines for a bit. Mm-hmm. But I eventually came back to uh, food when I realized, you know, the moment you put a magnet to it, it suddenly 
becomes yes. something else. Yes. So that was the whole thing, right? Who would have imagined I, I would have a career making fridge magnets? Not my teachers for sure. Exactly, but but that's I'm sure like that's that's you know I, I, what I'll tell you is um, you know this is something which I figured after talking to a whole bunch of people thanks to this podcast that you know mm-hmm. um, I think I think it's especially for us like you know at least probably you're in my generation while growing up in India I think you know we probably did not know about these career options at all because probably they were not even career options back in the day yeah exactly I'm sure so many people did you know whatever you're doing today maybe not to that level of finesse no we we don't even have to go that far right like I remember I had this guest who had come home and uh, I I think he was just curious to find out why I'm still not married and probably wanted to find somebody <laughs> so this um, person he's looking at me and he's like so what do you do mm. so i told her what i do mm. and then there was this very awkward pause <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like no no what do you do for a living don't you have a job <laughs> like this is my job I- i'm so glad he found me to be a failure that day <laughs> you don't want people like this to do any matchmaking for you <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. See, and, and and that's the whole idea as well. I right? see. Back in the day, this was not a career option, and now today, you know, there are so many people. Like, for example, you know, last uh, last to last year, I think, you know, the whole NFT thing came out, and it oh, yeah. was like out of nowhere. It came out. People made like a shitload of money. I don't know where it is right <laughs> now. Like, I did not go. Uh, yeah. Where is it right now? I wouldn't know. I have no uh-huh. clue about that. I have zero clue about that. But you know, the whole idea is, I think. Uh, I do see a lot of people, especially when it comes to yours, you know, these uh, uh, food miniatures that you do. I do see a lot of people actually, uh, mm-hmm. you know, really, your your work is really sought after. That's something which I can say. Like the number of times you you put up stories where you say, you know, I'm done, and you know, there are no more pieces left, and I think you sell off in what, like five ten minutes. <laughs> is that is that correct? Uh, do the I think I mean right now I wouldn't say that because Instagram is not what it used to be. Oh yeah. Uh, so a- even my own active followers do not see my post anymore. Right. But at the peak of it, there was this one time when I first launched my website, and this was twenty twenty November. Mm-hmm. So I had you know not taken any orders for almost the entire year, and so I'm finally launching my website. I go put everything. So my, you know my website is just live. Mm-hmm. So I was making my friend do this for me, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm on the call. And then I open the website to check, and there's nothing. Wow! So you know, I'm on the call with her. I'm on the conference call with the web designer, and I'm like, "Can you just see what went wrong?" Because I can't see anything. That is so cool. Yeah. So then I open my email, and it's like flooded with you know the payment uh, notifications. Wow! I sold out in forty seconds. Dude, you are huge. And that was crazy because even I did not see them go live, and I have no idea how that happened. I was just mad, but you know that was like a beginner's luck. But that that I think that was the craziest. But but I think that, that continues as well, right? Like I, I I would love to ask you, you know, like your uh, like that aunt who came in for the matchmaking. I kind of would like to step into her shoes, and I can ask you as well. How do you make a living, dude? Like you, you how do you how do you afford to? Not have orders, and uh, not not have orders. Like you know, not have incoming orders every month, and you kind of wait it out, and then you just open, and you know, and everything gets sold out like this. How do you manage that? Yeah, not the easiest thing. I think uh, the day I get kicked out of home, I can answer that better. <laughs> 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 so when people come and ask me, right, 
they're like oh can i can i quit my job can i do what you do and i'm like no don't not not all of us can do this and it's extremely stressful in fact i think the one thing that makes me work is looking at my bank account <laughs> you we also have this to pay and then i'm like oh shit i need to have a sale now oh god but 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 then again isn't it like because it's just you doing and i don't think like you know it will make more sense to have another person come and help you because then it's not your product completely exactly uh, so i've heard really this yeah like i heard this a million times right like hire people you can't be doing this alone you're not going to make money do you mm-hmm. want to be a business person do you want to be an artist and i'm like how do you you know outsource your art yeah, yeah, yeah. that that is what that's what makes you you right correct So even though there is the scalability I'm never happy when you know another person helps me out with it because mm-hmm. I did not get the same level of perfection that I strive for right So even when I make something no it's not like I get my first pieces right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I still make mistakes but when I make a mistake I can see it then and there and right. I will be able to correct it right. uh if I'm going to give it to somebody else they are not going to care about the finish correct Correct. So uh, unless they have OCD, I don't think they will be able to help me with it. <laughs> no, plus, and, and I don't think your work, uh, you know, the medium that you use and the work, I don't think it is. I don't know. Uh, replicable is not the right word, but you can't templateize it. You can't put it in a template and say, okay, you know, like a factory. Let's make so many dosas like this, and we are done. I don't think you. Yeah. So there is no. Way. There is no way you can do that, right? Like even if you're gonna use a mold, hmm. the how do you go about the coloring part of it, hmm. and not just. not just a coloring part of the mold itself will not give you the details the finer details that you want right and so the all the like you do like, like yeah the texture is so the important texture. here right yeah so that there's no way i can make somebody else do the same thing and mm. you cannot expect everyone to be a perfectionist at least not in this regard correct so least, that is in, you know in my uh, field of work as in uh, in illustration I know mm-hmm. for a fact there are a few you know really huge illustrators with you know some massive number of orders coming in. They actually mm. do this, and uh, it it's a, it, if you look at it you know rationally it makes sense. But then if you look at it from an art sort of a perspective, you you probably question that. Which is what they'll do is imagine they uh, you know they're making an illustration. Okay, now what they'll do uh-huh. is they'll do the pencil and the ink. They'll do the whole like you know on a digital uh, thing of course. Let's say on uh-huh. an iPad or Wacom or whatever, right? So they'll do mm. the whole line work completely, and then they will. give it to another junior artist whose only job is to fill the colors okay so no shading yeah. and stuff only the mm-hmm. flat colors they'll fill up which kind of takes a lot of time of course and then okay. this person takes it back and probably starts adding texture and you know your your shades and what not right so hmm. i i don't know if that's uh if you think of it it saves you time yes but then again like is it your piece completely then is a question that you probably end up asking uh, dude like it, it's the same with music as well right so mm-hmm. when you're talking about really big music directors mm-hmm. they don't do the whole thing mm, is it yeah so everyone's going to have programmers and those programmers will have programmers under them oh. so yeah so when we're talking about even the top most musicians they all have other people doing the work for them This I figured out years ago. <laughs> I, okay, this is this is I don't know if I should say it's surprising because kind of makes sense if you look at it. Like you know the yeah, like they can't be doing the whole thing, whole right? Thing so all the layering yeah. and programming they outsource it. I mean they have a team. They have a team, yeah. And they work with you know non musicians constantly. Mm-hmm. So I mean But, uh, I think that's that's a pretty known thing. I mean they always mm-hmm. have programmers and they are very good. There you know they're mm-hmm. very good musicians themselves. 
Yeah, and I think I think that's how you kind of that's how the next generation how, is also. How can you scale your mm. job? Like, I mean, unless you're willing to like get, you know share something with other people. Dedicate but dedicate. again, I don't understand how that would work in my field. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe because like, can you can you think it'll be uh, so? I I can think of you know I remember going to I'm sure you've heard of this Channa Patna. It's uh, very close yeah. to uh, Bangalore on the way to Mysore, and you know the the, mm-hmm. the toy capital of India. The toys, yeah. Yeah, right. So wooden toys, and of course it's this thing. I remember visiting one of the factories uh, once upon a time. Okay. And I was mm-hmm. kind of uh, it. It made sense because you know it's it's more like a a, a factory sort of a setup where you know one person mm-hmm. is only doing the shapes. Okay, they they're kind of carving the whole thing into shapes. The next person is doing the polishing. The next person is doing the texturing, and you know the final okay. the final sort of a sculpting. Let's call it. And then the, another mm-hmm. person is doing. So basically, everybody is kind of doing only one job. It's like you know your uh, you know your factory setup. You know automotive and all of that. You know only one person only kind of is responsible for one thing only. So. Uh, I, I, do you think that sort of thing can work out for your thing? I really don't know and because you I feel see, come at the end. another another thing that I've noticed is you know the shape of your hand actually helps. Oh, okay. How? So I mean, when I make like say I'm making tandoori chicken, mm-hmm. so when I make it, it looks a certain way, mm-hmm. and then when I give it to somebody else, because their palms are not as small as mine. Oh. <laughs> It it looks it? different. Have you tried it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So it's not like I've not tried. In fact, like there was a point when I used to actually conduct workshops. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so I used to teach a lot of people, and I never saw anyone making anything exactly like how I make them. Mm-hmm. I mean, sense. I'm teaching them, right? It's hands-on mm-hmm. training. But even then, I mean, it's nice, but. Uh, Again, like I said, the problem here is course correction. If I'm going to make the same exact same thing mm. and only that, then okay, I can train people and be right. like making only that. Right. But then for me, that also gets boring. Correct. And you do take custom orders as well. A little bit of customization, right? I don't really do that. No, but, but I just it, make what I feel like making. No, but isn't it? Uh, the, the, I I think I, I remember seeing sometime back, like you know, you have different types of biryani. So you like, okay, do you want egg biryani or chicken biryani? So <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Those sort of customers. No, because people, yeah, vegetarians are very uh, particular about it. Of course, they don't want eggs in their biryani. I think that your sadhya also has like different different elements like and you can customize it right like because I know for a fact you create all the bananas separately all the pap dude how do you make those papadums man like how do you make those <laughs> tiny little like you know those fried air pockets how how do yeah. you do that? It's a little it's not that great a secret but you huh. just need to know where to do what <laughs> a little bit of the texturing part. So the the sadhya, I don't know. I mean, my my customers hate me for it because I'm not able to make enough of those. Enough of those, ah, yes. Of course. And just look at the amount of things that I have to make. Man, too many elements. Yeah, Way yeah. too many elements. Like and for, forget about that. Tell me about that um, onion rings. How do you do those? Like you know, a freshly chopped onions in those rings. You know the exactly the color, the the shape, the size. How do you do that? So you know what I figured out a lot of you know these uh, best things that look really good. I kind of find them by accident. Mm, okay, tell me. Yeah, like uh, there's a certain way that you paint them, and then you see that it actually looks very realistic. So how did you come across? Let's say any any stories that you can share about you know how did you accidentally come across? I I don't know a thin tomato slice which is almost translucent. 
two or let's say maybe uh, you know you just lemon slices i know like the audience, <laughs> the, the listeners if they have never seen your work I, i i don't think they'll be able to connect to what we are really talking about like i so know i know you should go and check guys you should go and check her work i promise you it'll be worth your while but yeah so how any, any stories that you can share like you know you accidentally came across something i i think one of the stuff that i remember was um the fried chicken Mm. I have not made them in a really long time but you know how I got the texture was actually an accident I made it for something else and then I was looking at it and I was like okay I can you know turn this into a chicken mm-hmm. So what started as me attempting to make biryani ended up as chicken don't ask me how <laughs> <laughs> But I was just trying to do a lazy man's job of making some rice right. and uh, I ended up like you know making a texture for the chicken instead But, but for the rice also, I know for a fact you make each and every grain separately, right? Yeah. So initially, I was not trying to do that. I just thought I'll make like a blob. Yeah. Yeah, but blob did not work. I mean, and as also your work keeps improving, you cannot, you know. This is something very interesting. The first person who, um, you know, bought the very first biryani I made. Mm-hmm. I she's always sweet to me, <laughs> but it really looks like bale puri right now. <laughs> You know, it just looks like puffed rice. It doesn't look anything like oh, okay, so the rice how, how that I'm eating now. Okay, so differentiate between your now rice and the puffed rice. Yeah, so the shape itself was pretty off. It was very narrow at the end ends. So the puffed rice that was something. Yeah, as in not the puffed rice, but what I had made then was kind of like that. You know, mm. you just make grow. You're not very particular about how the ends come out. So you kind of take care of each and every grain of rice that way. Yeah, and also the biryani rice is different from my sadhya rice. Wow. The sadhya has to be fat out. Yeah, right. The kerala rice, correct. That that's a matta rice, right? Matta rice, so that correct. needs to be yeah. My yeah. God, so okay. Tell me this. In in one plate of biryani, okay. I'm uh, not counting, dude. I'm not counting. Uh, so, but any idea? Like, how, okay, how much time does it take you to make one plate of biryani? Like just the shape. Forget about the color. Oh, uh, the rice alone might take about three to five days. For one plate, one plate, and I'm not talking about like twenty four hours a day, but maybe three to four hours. How much do you charge for one plate of biryani? Three thousand five hundred, I think. I think you should definitely charge more than that. Are you kidding me? Just for the rice, <laughs> three to four days. So that's the thing, right? The pricing has always been a question. Like if I was selling those these abroad, mm. they'd be expensive because the smaller mm-hmm. a product is, the right. higher you charge. Right. But we are not used to these things. You are not used to a handmade product, and uh, and when I started, what I started at hundred bucks. So even now, if I really want to sell out, I can just lower the price, and I can, right. you know, sell them out in seconds. But then it won't make sense for you. It, it doesn't make any sense, especially because then as you get better with your work, it takes longer to make them. It doesn't take me the same amount of time that it used to take me years ago, right? It takes me much longer now because there's more detail that goes into it. So the price has to go up. <laughs> yeah, and also you know, I also feel because if you lower the price, you know, you go to a lot. I'm sure you've seen this. I'm sure you've seen this. You go to a lot of these tourist uh, destinations. You know, outside the uh, let's say the the temple or God knows what all right, the, the, the yeah, yeah. attraction. You see a lot mm-hmm. of these tiny little shops, right? And over there with the magnets, a, uh, fridge magnets, correct? And yes. And you will see like I I think I I don't know where two three years back I remember seeing like a sadhya sort of a plate or something or you know something of that sort. But then you know it 
does not look the level of details that you put like you know right now as i'm talking to you i'm looking at your this tiny and and people if you like you know if you go to our instagram i would highly suggest please check that bowl of maggi she made i think this was 24 <laughs> weeks ago or whatever i don't know but she made this bowl of maggi okay and i'm sure you'll find it it's sort of fingertips a bowl of maggi on her fingertips so you can imagine how small this is and it is amazing like each and every strand of that maggi looks like maggi the 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 you know the the whole wetness of the the moisture part is there you've got tiny as peas over there gajar and everything dude how are you doing this how how much time did that maggi plate uh, take you to make the maggi actually did not take me a long time did you like uh, put like a clump at the bottom and then on the top you did this whole maggi thing no 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 not for the maggi because it's already a tiny bowl right I didn't have to do that. I do that with the biryani though. Ah, so otherwise, I'm, <laughs> otherwise I'm screwed. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, you know, yeah. It reminds me of those, you know, those old. Uh, I'm sure Tamil movies also had that thing back in the day. There was this trope, okay, old Hindi movies. You know, the the uh, Don has kidnapped the daughter of the uh, like you know the the businessman or whatever, and he's asked uh-huh. for like a whole briefcase of money. And the thing is, uh, like, they'll give the briefcase. Yeah, you know where I'm going, right? There will like stores, bricks or something under yes, yeah, the exactly. main notes. Yes, exactly. So, yeah. so under the main notes, there will be like a whole stack of old newspaper or bricks or whatever, and then on the top. they will be neatly like piled up 100 rupees yeah but that, that that is something i cannot avoid because one you need something to hold these pieces together yeah. anyway mm. so that it becomes a you know technical thing as well you need something to hold so and i do the same with the curd rice as well mm. but see again the curd rice the consistency has to be different than a biryani because it's more watery mm-hmm. So that is something that I'll have to work do you, on. Do you do like this? I don't know. It sounds like you do a lot of research or at least observation. Is that so? Tell me about the process. How do you go about that? Because I'm sure, like with this level of fitness, you're doing a lot of extra things which a lot of other people are not doing. Yeah. So there was a point when I used to like go read the whole damn ingredient list mm. and then also go through the recipe because you need to know whether you know certain ingredients need to look fresh, some need to be cooked, some need to be raw. All of wow. these things. Yeah, so that uh, that needs to happen. Now, say for example, I'm taking the curd rice. Mm-hmm. I can just make a white block mm-hmm. and call it curd rice, mm-hmm. or I can temper it, right? Fake temper it, I mean. <laughs> so you add uh, your curry leaves and mustard seeds, and then um, what? Pomegranates. Mm-hmm. I think that's my favorite of that. So I, I don't even like pomegranates in my curd rice. I find it <laughs> very. <laughs> yucky you know the pop of sweetness uh, but we we need the colors in that piece of the art so yeah then i also look at like different you know again it all of these things change from one state to another mm-hmm. what we eat at home is not necessarily how we make it in a certain place mm-hmm. so and i need to read more about that as well and what ingredients they use so i i do need to do that research so the the fun part is i don't cook I've I've, well, I've read uh, this about you. I've read <laughs> this about you. I was very surprised when I got to know that you know you don't like cooking as much, but that it makes sense. You you're working with these miniature food stores the day. I don't I don't think at the end of the day you would want to make another idli. No, I don't. I don't really uh, want to go that side again. <laughs> Tell me this so for your idli because you know as I'm talking to you, I'm going through different uh, uh, you know uh, uh, mm-hmm. the pieces that you've made earlier. The idli you use a brush now to get the texture. Yeah, I uh, use a toothbrush. You use a toothbrush. It it looks like yes. that. Yeah. Yeah. What other tools do you use? So I have like a pointed uh, needle kind of a tool. Mm-hmm. It's just a sharp edge tool, right? Mm-hmm. 
that's it and toothpicks mm and with that like you mm. kind of you just just the pinch and do that whole thing i don't know how to explain yeah. it but this <coughs> yeah i remember when i was doing you know i i i do this one thing really easy okay so i, I think you've you've done this when you were a kid probably but i do love to take a little bit of air dry clay you know uh, mm. make a you know a slightly roundish sort of a ball out of it kind of you know put it between my palms and you know flatten it slightly to kind of make some sort of an idli sort of a let's say a shape let's say okay and yeah. then i take a, a toothbrush or even to pick let's say and you know i kind of do that scribbling inside that to kind of give it that texture it texture. looks so much like a cookie so i have a couple of them <laughs> on my fridge which i kind of of course inspired by you okay but see but that's a thing right like uh when you're making an idli you want like that spaceship kind of a shape not, not a flat not so flat like a cookie yes, correct, correct, yes. Correct, correct. because you want it to be raised to the top and then mm. a bit sharp at the edges but not too sharp as well Okay. Okay. So tell me about this. Uh, uh, so you know, um, I, I I do realize that you know you started off uh, engineering and all of that happened, and then you know uh, you kind of realized about paper quilling, and then you know the whole uh, uh, clay thing we happened. Now tell mm-hmm. me this. Um, do you kind of decide? Like I'm trying to understand you better. Okay. Do you try to kind of uh, plan ahead that okay this year I'm going to try and perfect lemons, or this year I'm going to try and perfect this <coughs> no. So there's one thing that I figured out in life no matter what plans you make mm. life has its own plans right so from the time i got into this career i have absolutely no goals no ambitions nothing <laughs> i just take it one day at a time right because it's, I mean, what's the point <laughs> you really put in all the effort and then you don't really know where it goes right which is also why i'm so disorganized <laughs> 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 because i don't really have a set goal i just take one day at a time and just go or with the flow one plate at a time he not really okay. so i work on mul- multiple pieces at the same ah, time right okay so uh, so that's one thing which i want to ask you know i know before the recording i told you that i have another question that i do want to ask you uh, about mm-hmm. the kind of <coughs> let's say uh, clay that i work with clay uh, paints mm-hmm. that you work with because uh, you know i i have seen when i go on pinterest i do see a whole bunch of different kinds of clays which i have never found in india to be honest okay uh, there okay. are a few uh, things and, and again uh, i do want to know do you use air dry clay or do you use you know the the kind of clay which goes into an oven uh, the process bit in this case and oh, have you yeah. been able to find that transparent kind of clay because on pinterest i've seen there's this one clay which kind of you know slightly see through i don't know if you know what i'm talking about but Are yeah, yeah. So, made out of that? so what uh, you have two different kinds of clay, right? Mm. So you have the polymer clay and you have the polymer, clay. Right, polymer. Yeah. yeah. So polymer clay, you get translucent clay. Hmm. So there is a translucent clay available in polymer clay. So that's what they use for the caning process, what which is, is how they get the. Uh, so polymer clay, you build whatever you want, like you know, cut fruits. Hmm. Like so, for a lemon, you have a cross section of it, right? Mm-hmm. So you need to make each part of it, mm-hmm. like say, like a take a clock, right? Mm-hmm. So you have, I mean, like a cake slice. Mm-hmm. So each part of it needs to be made, and you build up on it. Okay. So you have like eight or twelve sections of it mm-hmm. with the, uh, you know, what is that? The yellow color mm-hmm. that's peel, stuck in between peel. them. Yeah. No. So uh, yeah. Not not not. the peel i'm not talking about, i mean the cross section itself right there is that one very thin layer like a membrane between oh, uh, in between the thing correct yeah, yeah the so all that needs to be done on a much bigger scale and then you kind of uh, okay. you know keep 
No, you squeeze it and you make it small. Oh, seriously? Yeah. So you build a bigger piece, huh. and then you kind of narrow the whole thing down. And that—that's how they make it small. They don't necessarily make it small to begin with. Life has been a lie, Shilpa. <laughs> so this is a process called caning. Life has. So they make canes out of it. But but won't the uh, shape get kind of disfigured when you're like kind of? Uh, no, because this clay is very—it's uh, not soft. It's Whoa. built for this. Okay. Okay. So you use polymer clay in that case, not air, right? I use air dry clay. I'm not going to share my technique with you, but how I get my lemons out of air dry clay ah. because it's taken me years to get there. Of course, of course. <laughs> but, but it does look yeah. translucent. So it does, it does. I figured out a way to get that. Nice. So are you like doing your like mixing stuff and all of that? So to be honest, I actually made my life more miserable by working with air dry clay because polymer clay is easier with a lot of things. Right, right. Okay. So because you get colored clays to mm. begin with. You just need to like mix and combine them and then you just bake it. You don't have to wait for them to dry. Right. I have to wait for like days for them to dry from right. one layer to another. Right. And but you also get liquid clay. So liquid clay. Everything is available. Yeah. So you want like a liquid thing, you add liquid polymer clay. I don't know how that will work. I have only worked with air dry clay and I have touched no, okay. polymer clay. I have no clue. So like would you kind of that uh, liquid clay, would you put it in a mold or something? I mean, it's the same thing, right? Like you want, like say you're making a cake with a polymer clay and you want that uh, ganache or glaze or whatever on top of it. So you mix the clay with the liquid clay. I thought that was varnish. No, no, no. Ah. Varnish is only for like the top layer. No, so I have been using, because you know, I of course didn't have, when I was making stuff, I didn't have access to a whole bunch of things, right? So I realized that if I put varnish, it kind of gives that glossy kind of effect and I yeah. have to varnish It'll it like two, you... three times. So then it kind no, of no, builds no. up. No. So that's the thing. Everything is available in polymer clay. But when I started, there was no polymer clay in 2011, not in India. Mm-hmm. It was super expensive. Mm-hmm. And when I did finally, you know, anytime somebody travels, I used to like ask them to get it and stuff. Right. But uh, I have really sensitive palms and okay. my hands were not able to work with it. Because the clay itself, because it's so hard, which is why it's able to hold details. Mm-hmm. It needs to be conditioned. So you have to like, you know, soften the clay. Oh, okay. You have to knead and then it, you, you need to knead it and then you need to keep rolling them in a pasta machine. And it's still very hard. Like, so rolling is going to be very painful for me. Makes sense. So, you know, so I was already making a decent looking sandwich years ago <laughs> because I started off like, you know, I quickly made a jump to polymer clay hmm. and then I had to unlearn the whole thing hmm. and I had to go work with a medium that is not at all friendly. <laughs> Which, which so, brand were you using? Because I remember, you know, every time I washed up, because I, I was interested in this, like, as I told you, like I was making those Harry Potter sort of, you know, charms and everything. I remember. So polymer one, clay, I I was using, working with Fimo back then. Fimo, yeah, exactly. So Fimo <coughs> yeah. is something which I've used pretty much everybody on YouTube uses, but I could never find yeah. Fimo in any but industry. Now you, get, now you get, I think, Sculpey, but I, I don't really see the colors that you would want because everyone's targeting the jewelry makers, right? So you get all sorts of bright colors, which is not right. what we are looking for with food. For the food, correct, yeah. Yeah. So uh, when it comes to air dry clay, it doesn't really have a brand, but I just go for something that's not powdery. Th- this is more okay. like, you know, your Ada. Yeah. Makes sense. Like 
the consistency of your chapati dough so that that's right. kind of what i go for and uh, the thing is i mean i can tell you this after a decade of experience with it mm. i can mold it how, how i want to like i can get the details out of it the way i wanted to but so clear, that was not how it started mm. so any clear but i also find the air dry clay to give it a more natural look than polymer clay Because polymer clay, also I think I I haven't used it, but I think it cracks also, right? There's a chance that when you put it in the oven, it may crack. No, I mean as long as you're able to maintain a temperature, mm. it's fine. Okay. It, it's good in its way. It's just that for me, because of the problem that I have with my hand, mm. I feel this is better. And also because you do not get all sorts of colors when you want, mm. even if you're like aiming for realism, which a lot of polymer clay artists, by the way, they're very brilliant. Mm. We cannot do that because first of all, the clay is unavailable. <laughs> And and then yeah and then for you to sit and practice and figure out what needs to be mixed and you know what ratio and stuff, you don't really have that much material lying around. Got it. Got it. To experiment. Right. Such, yeah. 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 So here, though, I've experimented with it enough, so I'm now I'm comfortable working only with air dry clay. Okay. Okay. Have you ever tried putting air dry clay in an oven? Because I have. Disaster. No. Disaster. What happened? I never do it. It kind of melted in a way. It was, you know, uh-huh. stuck to that surface, and then yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Because I was like, okay, I was watching YouTube, okay, and I was like, okay, these people are putting polymer clay. I'm like Jugar, right, Indian. So I was like, yeah, of course, of course, it will happen. You just just put that damn thing in that. You know, there was another one I had tried experiment. This was like good four five years ago. Uh, now this is when I used to stay in Pune, okay, and I did not have access to an oven, and not even a microwave for that matter, okay. Did you put it on a stove? Yeah. So somebody had written in one of those, you know, that random Quora, you know, those those uh, things articles that come out. Somebody had huh. written that you know you basically take a stove, you kind of put it on a very low flame, put one utensil on top of it, then you place your clay figurine, <laughs> and then you cover it basically to create that oven sort of a, a setup. It was such a disaster. Nothing happened. It kind of melted the whole thing. Um, no, I think it's called air dry clay for, for a reason. reason. For a reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just leave it and it will do its job. But you know the problem with air dry clay, hmm. it the moment you texture it, it will kind of bounce back bounce to back. its original yeah, yeah, shape. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that that is where your skill comes into play. And I think that's Practice. why. Do you, do you do this? Like, do you kind of retouch those pieces as they are drying from time to time? Because I used to. Of course. Mm, okay. Yeah, yeah, because otherwise it's just gonna like go, go back, back to you know. Correct. And not completely, but it will not have the kind of detailing that you want, right. which will not happen with polymer clay. Mm. That that's exactly that, that that yeah, that's not going to bounce back. Exactly. So I used to see those people, you know, uh, outside, you know, just just take the thing, make whatever, do all the carving and all they had to do, and just put it in yeah. the oven. It comes out exactly like the way they wanted. I'm like, that's magic. Yeah. Because with air dry clay, <laughs> yeah. that's never possible. And also, yeah. I know yeah, you. I, I get the point. You know, I, I remember this once again in Pune. So uh, you know, there's this is um, store in Pune called uh, Leaders Leaders Stationery. Okay, and okay. Uh, that used to be the only place where I could actually find clay. Okay. Air dry clay. When I used to stay there. Now there was this one um, brand I used to get. I don't know. It was an Asian brand for sure. I think it was a Japanese or something. I don't remember. If I'm not wrong, the name was probably Nori. No, dude. I I tried that clay. It's terrible. No, so I'll tell you what. Back. I mean, no offense to. I mean, if the bakers was, ever hear, I'm sorry. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's okay. But you know, only that was uh, for me. That was on. That was the only thing that was available. Just come in like a longish so, sort of a. So the a the box. thing is. It's a nice thing, but it's made for to make flowers. What do you mean? 
so they make clay flowers out of it okay but how is it so it's specific for that because so then you can roll this particular clay like really thin hmm. you can get the shapes of a you know the the these Asians are pretty good at making all sorts of flowers so hmm. that that is probably why that clay is made specifically for that okay so i didn't like the color of it and it surely did not hold any shape Oh, okay. No, so for me, th- <coughs> that was the only one that used to kind of work out, you know, and uh, then then one day I went back to get more clay and that brand was not available and this guy gave me a different brand, same air dry clay. Uh, you know, the texture was so different. It was so, like you said, powdery. It was very yeah, powdery. Yeah, yeah. I, I know which one you're talking about. <laughs> I, I have forgotten the names, of course, but you know, it looked very similar, but then it was so powdery. I had to kind of, then, then I, I was, again, because, you know, I swear, and these clays used to be costly. I don't even remember, but four, five hundred bucks per packet it used to be. It still is so expensive, yeah. Yeah, and that's a problem, throw, right? And you can't throw it away, right? So then I was like, okay, now again, Indian jugad, right? I have to make it work. So then I went on the internet. I was like, okay, how do you kind of, you know, uh, add moisture to dry air, dry clay, and Water. stuff? <laughs> Water. And somebody said Vaseline. So I took petroleum jelly, and I kind of. So you actually it. use, uh, yeah, cold cream really helps. Oh. But, but uh, for the. Uh, clay that you are talking about water is best thing and you actually can make really realistic sculptures out of that powdery yeah, clay one. yeah oh. no, so I have to people don't way. really think beyond what they see hmm. but that clay is very very good for sculptures like you can make a really porcelain kind of wow. a finish with that but, yeah. and that too with air dry like no no ovens in, no need of ovens no Okay. And so that's see, this is this is something people I, I tell people all the time, right? They be like, oh, what what clay do you use? Which brand, you know? Mm. But you forget it's not the clay. It's, it's the skill. It's the practice that you have done, and you need to figure out how to work with a certain medium. Mm. So you can make whatever you want with any type of clay, but you need to know how to work with it. Mm. I I agree. I agree. Because for me, so that if yeah, so if that particular clay wasn't colored, if it doesn't have white, mm. I would probably make good food items out of that as well. Mm. So you'll just need to know how to use a particular clay to get what you want out of it. Right. And, and, and that will only come <coughs> with practice and uh, quite a lot of mistakes. <laughs> of course. But and, and do you like, uh, you know, you start off with white clay or do you start off with colored clay? So the, air dry clay usually is not colored, right? Air dry? No, but I have... Is it polymer which is colored? Because I remember that fig, not figma, though, of course, was polymer. Fimo, yes. Fimo is colored. Fimo, sorry, Fimo, yeah. Yeah. The polymer clay is colored. It comes in different colors, right. so you'll have to mix and match. Right. Air uh, dry clay is never colored. Huh, so then and then I think I was not cheated. Like, because every time I went asking to this guy, Ki, boss, do you have like a colored air dry clay? He was like, no, no, we no, don't no. Have those. So, no, no, okay, no. So then, then I was on the right track. I okay. mean, there are people who sell it like on Amazon or something, but I'm pretty sure they just buy normal clay, they color it themselves. Mm. And they probably add So you also have, uh, yeah. So that that's how you tend to have colored clay because they are mixing pigments into them. Okay, makes sense. Like that food color sort of a thing. It comes in these tiny yeah. little bottles. So, another thing, okay, this could be a tip. Mm. Uh, do not color any clay and key because it tends to dry much quickly once it's colored. Wait, come again? So, if you want your packet of clay to last for a really long time, okay. keep it as it is. Color it as and when you need. You know, huh, just right, take right, small right. amounts of it Correct. and require. Correct. Required amounts. How long can you store it? Because, you know, I tried to, I had this one packet I'd forgotten about. Like, it was open, of course. Uh, two years later, I took it out. It was unusable. So, is that like the correct shelf life for that? Two years. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, if it's opened, then it will last like 
maybe three to four days. Ah, so okay, okay, makes sense then. It was two yeah. years, so I shifted from Pune. But to even in a packet, I wouldn't give them more than six months. Uh, like as in a closed packet, a new open. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, makes sense. So, like sealed and airtight container, it's still just. I used to keep it in those, you know, different boxes, airtight, different boxes. Again, it lasted yeah, me yeah. for, uh, I think, usable condition a month or two, and then after that, I don't think I could use it much. Yeah, um, because they probably already sold you an old piece. Possible now, because when was it made? When did it come to India and all of yeah. those things? Yeah. So I, I would say about six months. From the uh, date of manufacture. Yeah, maybe a year, but it it will definitely not have the same. Uh, consistency as it would have and like within the first few months. Like, no amount of cold cream or moisturizer will help. No, no amount is gonna help you. And uh, the same once you color it. So if you say take some clay out hmm. from the back, hmm. and if it's not colored and you wrap it in another plastic, it might last for a week, hmm. maybe even longer if you have sealed it properly. It. But the moment you color it, uh, I would uh, I would uh, suggest that you finish it off in the same day. Yeah, and also next, next day it won't be usable. And because you're in Chennai, uh, does it make it more difficult for you or like to work with air dry clay because of the humidity in the air? No, in fact, I think it's better that I work in Chennai because it definitely dries quicker than it would in Bangalore. Because of the <laughs> sun. Yeah. No, but you know uh, that was something weird I found out. Like when I was in Pune and I used to you know make that in Pune, I would think is a little more humid than Bangalore. Definitely, uh, you hmm. know it used to take. Uh, let's say a piece would take four, five, six days to let's say you know uh, dry completely, given the the size of the thing as well. Because if it's a very thick layer of clay, of course inside it is still kacha, right? So, uh, but hmm. when I came to Bangalore and I tried making something similar, I realized it dried uh, much quicker for me. I think in two days it was like properly dried up. No, I mean I have no such issues. Like Chennai, it takes like uh, depends again the on the weather. The also, the summer, yeah, size, thickness, and all that matters. Mm-hmm. And also, there's a shrinkage with air dry clay. You do not have it yes, in polymer clay. Yes, 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 that's true. So <laughs> you need to address that as well. Correct. So even without you pushing and you know caning it, it kind of becomes small on its own. So it kind of a win-win for you. <laughs> no, now people are gonna think I'm gonna make something massive and then it shrinks. No, just say about ten to twelve percent. So th- that is something you'll have to keep in mind when you're making stuff as well. And uh, so, what kind of colors do you use? I work with both acrylic and uh, oil paints. I've never tried oil paints. Acrylic used to work for me. You don't do that thing now because again on YouTube I've seen uh, these these you know people outside they would take your polymer clay, bake it and everything, and then once done they'll take I think the chalk dust, colored chalk dust. Yeah, but that that doesn't up. again work with uh, air dry clay for the same reason. It, it it's very flimsy. As in, it'll kind you of you want dust it off. to be yeah because see the thing with polymer clay is it's already colored. Mm-hmm. And and then I don't know if it's because of the kind of surface that it has, the texture on the clay itself, it it holds. And then you they actually bake it again once they color they it. Color it. Yeah. 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 Right. So now we don't have those options over here, right? <laughs> True. So then you paint on it. Are there any Indian brands like Indian uh, air dry clay brands that are out there? Because I haven't bought it in a while, so I don't know. Mm, no, but I used to like love this. Uh, uh, Itsy Bitsy used to have this light clay. Uh, is it their own brand? Because I know they had their own like proper clay as well, like your your your, your mud sort of clay. Yeah, well. I think it was their own brand, hmm. and this was very lightweight, hmm. and actually liked the texture of it. Okay, it was nice. Since you so we I, we actually had you know we made all these uh, I think one or two workshops I used then hmm. we made uh, 
what what was that like we made like those high tea sets mm. with it yeah the, like the full full thing like with the stand yeah. and everything no the stand was not made mm. that 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 would take its own time right and so that's, that's just speaking, food you know, on top yeah in a, in a so we like we made burgers that. sandwiches macarons we made a whole lot of stuff Macros would be easy to make, na. I I, I don't know. I just no. Have I I see this no. because I think it'll be like the shape is pretty easy, and then you take your toothbrush and you texture it, and that's done, right? No, look at the size of it, and uh, what do you call? It? I think they call it the feet. Which one? That the feet, the texture part that you're talking about. A toothbrush will not give you that texture. You'll then, need to like make it with another sharp edge tool. Like with a toothpick or something, you'll do each and every thing. Yeah, you will have to. Yeah, you'll have to texture it. Oh. Yeah, to- toothbrush will not give you that texture. Okay. I mean, you can make it, of course, but it's not going to look good. Also, got it. Makes sense. And, yeah. and and yeah, you definitely do have an OCD about getting things perfect and real. That I can <laughs> get it, and I appreciate that as well. I appreciate that's why I'm a huge, 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 huge fan of you. Um. Okay. One one Thank more you. thing that I'd like to ask. Um. Yeah. So do do you like do this? Because you know when I was again back in Pune, when I was this was my peak. uh days of using it like working clay. with clay working hmm. with clay correct so you know i realized that um again you know like you said i absolutely agree that you know the more you use that the more kind of you have these ideas and you kind of you know experiment so when i was there i, I remember making i told you right like we were making some jewelries with my friend right and we would go to air your itsy bitsy and places and get those you know the <coughs> the earring the uh, findings the, 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 the findings oh uh, yeah i don't know what they are called but yeah those earring pieces or whatever right uh, or even those pendant pieces like the the metallic uh, yeah. uh, chain links and stuff right so uh, i realized that you know whenever i would make let's say uh, those very basic you know those indian jewelry that a lot of people sell and wear these days you mm-hmm. know, just just basic geometry shapes with you know some color and yep. some varnish right the basic stuff so we were making those and let's say i made a um, let's say an i don't know a triangle sort of a shape let's say okay yeah and i i realized that you know because of the thickness because i had to keep it at a certain thickness otherwise you know it'll become very brittle and it'll break right mm-hmm. i also need to push in that uh, that that airing yeah. sort of a thing so i realized that you know every time i made it thick um the drying time took time once okay and mm-hmm. second was i realized that I, i think i mentioned a while ago that towards the center of the piece it would still remain a little moist like you know it would not completely dry out it would take a lot okay. of time so then i started doing this one thing i don't know if that and it worked for me i don't know about the customers mm-hmm. who bought it and you know i don't know how long it lasted <laughs> to be honest but i started doing this so imagine i'm doing a triangular piece okay uh, for a, a uh-huh. for a, 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 an earring so what i would do is i would cut a slightly um, you know those um, uh, cardboard pieces not not too thick but kind of uh, thin but still very sturdy like you know um, i i don't know maybe a book cover sort of a texture you can say okay. take a gsm so you know texture so i would cut that into that particular shape i would keep that and i would basically put clay on top of that So basically, I would take that piece of cardboard and I would cover that cardboard with the clay, and then okay. you know, of course, texture it to make sure it looks flat and everything. Of course, that is there, and then put in that uh, that pin thingy as well. Was it even worth it? It actually was because you know it dried much faster. So for me, the biggest takeaway was it dried a lot faster, and I'll tell you why we were trying to you know cut down the drying time is because you uh, had an event. Yes, exactly. So my friend, <laughs> my friend, she went and she kind of signed up for a event. She paid up for a stall and everything, which was due in two weeks. 
Okay. Oh and, wow. Okay. Yeah, and then we were. Yeah, just then like, it makes sense. We opened a sweatshop in our apartment. We opened a sweatshop literally, and you know, Shilpa, like on the floor, we got like some five, six other friends to come over, and in that one room, we were like making one particular pieces in one place, drying in the other corner. You know, there was varnish ka smell throughout the room, and we were taking in those fumes, probably getting high on those fumes. <laughs> <laughs> I realized that that dried much quicker, and I think you know that would also uh, you know when I let's say you know I would do a drop test before you know uh, uh, putting it on the stall. So what I would do mm-hmm. is I take a piece and you know drop it from a height and see yeah, if it yeah. is uh, uh, like you know uh, keeping the shape. I realized that the ones with the cardboard actually stayed much better. So this is something I've realized in the last two years. The quality of the clay is also changing. Hmm. So like bad. before. Yeah, so before it used to be like really hard, like sturdy once it dries, mm-hmm. but now it's like kind of it's still. I I think everyone is like focusing on making stuff for the flower makers, so now it's like a little softer. Even if it's fully dry, it's flexible. Oh, that's not good. It's not good, but uh, I mean, see, I'm making a magnet, so it's gonna go on the fridge. Mm, so not too much of a pushing and pulling. Yeah, around. yeah. yeah. So as long as I pack it properly and I send it to them and they're receiving in that state. But uh, this is something I've noticed only in the last uh, few orders because it's it it does become kind of flexible now. Okay, okay. So which is okay we, because I mean I anyways do not make uh, keychains or mm-hmm. stuff out of it. With the earrings, I don't have a problem mm-hmm. because I anyways I'm not gonna make a plate or anything. Right. Uh, yeah. Exactly. It, this this, this happens only with the problem. plate. It does uh-huh. not happen with the piece itself. Those are sturdy. That so when plate is the thing that you want to be kind of strong, right? To kind of hold the whole thing together because your magnet. Yes. Yeah, so anyway, see, when you put a magnet on it, it's fine. But I wouldn't want to go and you know. But see, the advantage of it is if someone's going to come and try to break it, it will not break because it's flexible. Oh, I didn't think of that. True. Yeah. So otherwise, you know, some someone can like put a lot of pressure, mm. and, can and they can stuff. break it. Yeah. Now it's not going to break. So yes, as long as you're going to care for it and you're not going to squeeze it and squish it, it's going to be fine. And how do you stick the magnet? Like I used to do this, you know, I make the whole thing. And do it. So say, let uh, me be very honest. People think I use like a lot of exotic <laughs> paint products, but no. Like they be like, oh my god, what paints do you use? I'm like, can, can, are we allowed to mention brands? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. I used to use Campion and Rangila back in the day. Ha, so I use Fevicryl. Twenty bucks. Fifteen bucks. Fifteen bucks. <laughs> exactly. Fifteen bucks. Yeah, exactly. it works. And what do I use to glue everything? Fevicol, five rupees. Fevicol. So you know, I used to use Fevicol. So that because that magnet sticking, the magnet for me was a challenge. Okay, so then I started doing two, three different things. So first I did was I took the magnet, pushed it inside, and I thought, okay, it'll dry up, and you know, it'll kind of reduce in size, so it'll stick and hold on to the magnet. Nah. It did not happen. It did not happen. So then I tried another thing. So this time I took the thing, I pushed the magnet inside, then I pulled it out. Okay, and then I huh. took a toothpick and I kind of made a few rough edges inside. Then put yeah, fevicol in of. that, and then put the magnet. That stayed for me. Okay, yeah. fevicol works provided the clay is still kind of wet. Wet, yeah, yeah, no, not dry. Yeah, After dry, it will not work. Then yeah, I think so, your fevicol could be better. Yeah, fevicol works, but every time I work with fevicol, it's like I lose a lot of my uh, your own skin. skin. Yes, 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 exactly. <laughs> no matter how professional you become, I think fevicol still kind of bites you back. No, dude, I I am I have butter fingers, so you can imagine <laughs> half the fevicol is on my on hands only. Shit, and and after that, you know, your whole thing of moisturizing, putting it in hot water, and God knows what all to take those caps. Yeah, off. yeah. I mean, hot water and soap works. 
so for people who are like me hot water and soap really helps and they have to really moisturize and stuff anyway yeah but um, okay so that's one uh, how do you uh, varnish it so I, i'm guessing you first make the shape you put the magnet uh, stick it color it up oh, no, sorry let it dry so and then so if you're going to varnish a piece the one thing that i would tell you do not varnish it till the piece is completely dry, dry. yeah yeah because otherwise the piece the will paint. never dry No, and on top of that, the paint will start kind of you know leaking. Is what I have seen. If the paint is also paint, yes, but the clay itself will never dry after that. This is something I learned in my very first few pieces. Right. But another problem that I've had with the humidity that you're talking about, mm-hmm. I didn't have a problem with the clay, but the varnish I surely did. It becomes sticky. Oh. So I initially started with jewelry, and then I stopped because everything was sticking to each other. But then, don't you do this like you know, if it's an earring or a pendant or something, can't you like hang it uh, a little distance away from each other and then spray it with the varnish? No, no, no. The varnish kind of it sticks to it after a few days. Oh, so are you saying like you it know, dust particles melts. will come and stick to it? Dust particles is not a problem. That okay. you can't do anything. You live in India, yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> dust is part and parcel of your life. Right. But uh, the pieces, like when I used to pack them, right? Okay, like, uh, got it. Got it. Yeah, so when they're close to each other, then they they used to take stick back then. This was this was years ago when I started when I wasn't really looking at packaging or anything. I had given it to my friend's mom hmm. to put in her shop, and then we figured they all start sticking. sticking to each other. Hmm. Got it. Got it. It would be you know in those humid and hot places like Calcutta and Chennai. You you remember yes. when we were kids, we used to have. I I'm still sure it's there. But Cadbury had these gems. You remember those? Those times. Yeah. So gems used to stick together because of the same reason. Because you know the outer emulsion would. It'll have that moisture on it, right? Yes, exactly. It used to stick yeah. to each other. I think the same thing. That's it's pretty much the yes. same thing again. <laughs> so that that's the problem that I've had, uh, which which is also another reason why I started focusing on magnets. Because you don't. Because I don't them. have to. I do varnish them. Of course, you have to varnish them. Otherwise, mm. they're not gonna last. I varnish only the top, though. I don't uh, bother to do it at the bottom. That's okay, Nietzsche. Huh? Huh? That's okay. That's that's how. Yeah. Huh. So yeah. That, anyways, it's, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> but yeah. I have to tell people, please do not put your magnets in the water and wash them, because one customer, one, she said like, there's something wrong with my magnets. Like half of it is not there anymore. It's kind of just gone away. And like, what do you mean by gone away? Like, where did it go? <laughs> she probably ate it. She probably ate no. It. So her maid, I think, used to put in a bucket of water and scrub it. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> so yeah. even if you varnish it, right? It's only water resistant. Correct. It doesn't become it's waterproof. It's not like scrub resistant. Yeah, exactly. No. You can't take a Vim bar and just hisso it. No. So the main reason that I varnish it is because the paint doesn't come off. Correct. And it also gives that shine. The finish. I'm actually yeah, not a finish. yeah. I'm not a fan of varnish. In fact, the gloss I hate it. But uh, when you try those matte varnishes, it gives a very white layer on top of it. I don't know why that happens. Ah, uh, the Camlin one, right? I think it's a, it's a any 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 color, and every brand. Uh, any and every brand. When you use mm. a white, uh, uh, sorry, matte finish varnish, it mm. leaves a white layer on it. Uh, like a proper white color layer. Yes. Oh, yes. That's bad. That's yeah. Bad. Otherwise, I would love because you know plates and all look nice when it's matte. You don't always want to have like glossy finish. Correct. Correct. That makes sense. But that's the only way you protect your work. And how do you stick one of the? So let's say if you're making like a satay or something, how do you stick those different different elements onto the banana leaf? It's very quick. So is it like after the whole thing dries up then? Oh. Uh, 
No, because you have to, uh, you know, I mean, for it to look a little realistic, you'll need to do it then and there. No, so let's say you've made a banana. Okay, you've made a banana which is still not dry completely. You've made the base plate which is not dry completely. Do you place the? So I I I make I make the leaf first. That has to fully dry before I stick anything onto it. Otherwise, this texture is gonna go off. Makes sense. Makes sense. So you basically right. wait for the individual elements to dry out and then fevestick. Yeah. Now, so like, uh, yeah. So I have to make the mustard seeds. That needs to dry because otherwise, if I'm gonna take it and put it on some dish. Make, the shape is going to go off. You make mustard seeds, Shilpa. <laughs> Why are you so dating oriented? Who makes mustard yeah, seeds? Because they're South me? Indian. <sighs> Who makes... Uh, that, that, that's the only problem I have with the Satya. <laughs> Everything has mustard seeds and, you know, curry leaf and I have to make them. My and there's God. coconut. I would rather just paint it. I would just take that whole thing and just dab black dots on it and that's mustard seeds. I would never go to make mustard seeds. Why are you? I, I used do you to do that. Yourself? Why do you hate yourself? <laughs> no, I used to do that. I used to paint mustard seeds, but that that was years ago. Okay, so this is like the cost of getting better at your craft, is it? Yes, the are cost you... of bet- getting better at your craft, uh, uh, it equals to not earning enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, no wonder you started off by saying, you know, it goes from meditative to irritating in a very short span of time. Yeah, I because then that. you're like, there's no money and you're, but you still cannot stop making it perfect. I mean, you're trying to outdo yourself from the previous oh. day. So the perfectionist in me will be striving because it doesn't care about the money. And then the business person in me is like, what the hell? Can't you just hire people and, you know, mass done. produce stuff? <laughs> You can do that, right? Mustard seeds and all, you can get somebody to make. Come on. Have you seen the size of the mustard seeds that I make? Uh, still, somebody you can find who will make tiny as mustard seeds for you. That is something you can get done, I think. I, th- I think this is, right now, this is just a problem with your delegation skills. You're like, boss, I want everything to be done by me. <laughs> I don't want to give it to anybody else. You, you should actually see the size of the mustard seeds that go into the curd rice. I can imagine. No, uh, after seeing after seeing that uh, bowl of Maggie, I am done. Like I think I think that was like. Do the, the Maggie is the easiest one. What are you, you talking? Me? Are you? How <laughs> would you get those? Like you know those like the the strands of the Maggie. I understand probably how you do it. But then how would yes. you get that curl thing that Maggie has? That that classic thing that you did. Oh, it looks tasty, yar. It looks tasty. <laughs> your your food, your tandoori no, but chicken the Maggie. Pieces. Oh my god. The Maggie is the easiest one. I, I, I don't know. Like maybe for you. But again, coming back to <laughs> your tandoori chicken pieces. Look, you know, as a fan of tandoori chicken like I am, your tandoori chicken pieces, your chicken 65 pieces, they, they look like, you know, you know, there's this thing called the Maillard reaction, right? That, that thing that browns the food. I'm sure you know because you do research. I'm very sure you know that. You know, the, what is that? No, I don't. Oh, no, no. So it's, it's basically the browning of food. Like, you know, the whenever you're cooking ha, ha. something, because it's called Maillard reaction. And because oh, okay. of the reaction, the, the, you know, I, I'm not going into the chemistry because I hate chemistry. But the whole I figured what you're talking about. It becomes brown, right? It becomes brown. And <laughs> that's why, you know, a browner food or a reddish looking food looks a little more appetizing to us. And no wonder, yes. you know, they add food coloring and all to, you know, kebabs and God knows what. To give that extra thing. Hmm. Exactly. So let's say, for example, when you make your those uh, chicken leg pieces or, you know, those... Uh, Oh, oh my god those, uh, <laughs> chi- the chicken 65 pieces that you've done you know you do that extra yeah. even croissants for that matter my gosh your croissants look so good but anyway so on top of that no but see that, even that like if you actually followed my journey the last six months you know the first piece that I look made mm. looks ridiculous now 
for me that also looks great okay i know the other stuff no wonder you are charging so much and people are ready to pay i will be paying for that because you really do put in a lot of things i can see i mean who the heck does glass of water and some stuff in that and the glass is transparent <laughs> like i remember seeing this one thing um you know and as we speak teacher i can hear a pressure cooker ka sound in your house so that's it right it's not my that's my neighbors <laughs> so it is somewhere somewhere it's you know just binding the whole thing together but you know i think i remember <laughs> seeing that one um uh shakshuka if i'm not wrong you probably made that na like a, a oh the pan. eggs yeah oh god did you see the eggs that i posted today i am I'm I quite fond of it i haven't wait let me go and check i, I really love how fluffy it looks today the reel that you posted no it's a post that i posted in the morning just before you pinged mm, wait let me refresh oh yeah it's oh it's a sandwich oh look at how moist it looks good no it amazing it's amazing even on the i think the greens that are there at the bottom of the <coughs> the sandwich i think there also you did a lot of texturing and color right yeah. the color variation yeah. there as well my yeah. god you good yeah like your, your <laughs> tomatoes look like are you going for that that you know a slice of tomato which has been kept on the stuff for a while so it's slightly charred is that what you're going for uh or is it kacha tomato no no it's kacha tomato the problem is it's air dry clay so <laughs> you cannot get flat slices it's not possible yes it curls up slightly yeah it turns out but if i wanted to like uh, kind of roast it i would just color it a bit ha right no yeah so temptingly cool so but if you actually see the, the one that i posted earlier like this is not my first sandwich right with a croissant mm-hmm. so i made one a few months back mm-hmm. but I, i definitely don't see the same you know it definitely feels so much better no what i made now than what i made like four months back i'm i'm just sending that to you now just so you you are able to see the difference okay wait a second yep So, uh, yeah. am I looking at the vada pav and the uh, the Yes, uh, yes. The so you you see the uh, eggs and the tomato on that? Oh yeah, yeah. So, oh my god, yes. So yes, this was only yes, September, yes. not too far. Mm-hmm. So for the But, audience, no? you know, if you're wondering, uh we're looking at one of the post of a croissant and you know a sandwich and vada pav that she had posted on uh September 1st, 2022, which is like like really close by and then the other post that she spoke about which she posted today today being you know 7th of uh, january when we are uh, <laughs> recording this but yeah so yeah there's there's a huge difference in the egg yes i see where you're going with that huge difference with the yolk of the egg especially oh my yeah. god yeah it's it's, it's very different so the four, the four months i was like yeah you can say i was focusing on improving your eggs the egg oh, wow. yes get <laughs> you God, you look up. You know, I think I think you should get like a you know Michelin star or something uh, now. Like I think I think you really should get that. I don't know if you've already got one, <laughs> but you should really get like some food related prizes now. Yeah, <laughs> but I, you know the, the whole fun part of it. Like I love fooling people. Huh. I, I should get back to that. <laughs> you Wait, do you that mean? quite what, often. What do you mean? Like I'll just post a picture and I think it's of the food that I ate. Ah, a lot of time and. and then fly off as well no i mean it's just on instagram right they will assume it's something it's real yeah, food yeah yeah exactly they'll so fly, t- yeah t- 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 till i um, post a picture of it with my finger correct or my hands or something but th- it also has a downside to it mm-hmm. because um, whenever i post it without a scale reference people just think it's real food and they don't really stop at it correct the whole the whole thing goes up they have to wait for the second part of the whole thing to figure out yeah and then it's not you already lost the interest because you already posted one or maybe the so, second time people won't even get to see thanks to the algorithm 
yeah they're just saying shit by somebody who posts uh, photos of food that she's eating yeah so they just scroll through unless they see it with my uh, you know the seed as a story and then be like oh my god like this is yours uh, that's that's yeah. sad that's sad okay no that's is, a whole sad part which, now which is the whole favorite thing, thing which is your favorite you because i've seen you making so many things you even made uh, bengali stuff right i i think i remember seeing something i i, I used to make you know this whole thali mm-hmm. back then mm-hmm. but i haven't made it it's, it's been a while okay okay so what's your favorite thing that you have made like the proudest that keeps changing the proudest every right? time oh, i think i think i really like the egg that i made <laughs> yesterday which one the eggs yeah ah, okay makes sense makes sense no, but it changes like right like like you were yeah, like, because, this I mean, is the peak of my uh, you know my my uh, the things that i've made my creations yeah but i think you know all, all the stuff that i made like the shakshuka is definitely one of my favorites mm-hmm. like the whole parsi thing that i had made mm-hmm. that has a lot of textures Mm-hmm. and a lot of work right so i think that was something you know i mean the uh, the pulav mm-hmm. uh, what do they call it then the dansa and the kheema okay. and all of those things so right. it's just a lot of texture that uh, i think you you made berry pulav yeah. with the same the berry pulav yes yeah, yeah, yeah. i remember yes, that yes berry pulav yeah and uh, yeah there's also this whole master chef australia thing you know years ago They made all fancy stuff that I had no idea what went into it. I've never even heard or seen most of the ingredients, mm-hmm. but that was something I was like replicating at one point of time, and I really enjoy that. Nice. I think that kind of really helped uh, improve what I make. But which one sells the most? Like, because I, I know you repeat a few things from time to time. Uh, which dosa. one sells? Dosa sells the most. Yes. I mean, my friends and my family, they'll be like. How, how do you like still make the same thing? Like, like who who are these people who are still buying it? <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure there are so many. I'm sure you know your your work. I think it's for me at least is very aspirational, and I'll tell you why I say that. Okay. Uh, so when I first found out about your work, like again, this is way back, right? When I was in Pune, as I told you, I I really <laughs> wanted to buy your work. Okay, and I'm going to be very very clean and honest with you, Shilpa. You know, I wanted to buy your work, but then this was like kind of the start of the first few years of my career, so not too much of money. So then I was like, oh, <laughs> I saw the price tag. I was like, oh damn, that's too costly. But then I was like, no, it was actually sense. cheaper then. <laughs> I mean, but, I mean, but inflation, dude. Even then, my 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 salary was low, right? My salary was also low. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, no, so, but that's the thing, right? Like, so till you probably got uh, working on clay yourself, you don't really understand the, the uh, how much work goes into it. Yeah, effort. And this is something I keep posting about from time to time. You know, when you what you see is a finished piece. Now it might take me like two days to make it, hmm. but it did not get me two days to get there. Correct. Correct. It it has taken me years of practice and you know so much of clear wastage and. effort and, and trials pain, and errors and, and, and failures pain, physical pain physical pain yeah. yes so that, that all of that you don't always talk about it but now once in a while i do post just so people know why it's expensive and it's still actually not expensive when you compare to the oh, amount no, of work exactly. and hours that go into it No, so it's as aspirational for me because you know that time I had kind of decided okay one day I will buy 
and you know i think the day has kind of come and you know today i think i have a little bit of disposable income to kind of finally get this piece <laughs> so whenever you, the next time you're doing something i'll probably go through your whole thing and i do want to get something and you know it will be i have a, a fridge like you know covered with fridge magnets from across the okay you collect i i collect i do a little bit of collecting but uh, you know i don't think i will put your piece with the others because that will be way too precious for me not in terms of monetary value but i know that this has been made by somebody who really took the pains to make it and not like you know half of the things i have are probably made out of a mold or 3d printed or some yeah. shit like that but yeah so i i do want to give it that you know the respect that it deserves <laughs> requires so that's for sure um <coughs> how do you price it though like uh, is there a, a like a formula that you use or is it like okay number of hours or something of that sort i wish i could do that but not really so <laughs> see if i'm going to put in the number of hours the price is just going to shoot up a lot like really up yeah makes sense yeah so wh- whatever said and done you also have to Same. you know keep it like a sustainable business at the end of the day so uh but i think most of the magnets i think would be priced like 1000 plus mm, yeah yeah i've seen that but yeah if, so if it's only like a burger or something i just wanted to you know get in something that's slightly cheaper so i saw the jewelry earlier this year mm-hmm. so those would mostly be you know less than 1000 mm-hmm. and also yeah but there again i think uh, it's more replicable mm. uh mm, no, i mean replicable yeah but it's just smaller i don't have to like make too many elements of the it tiny, uh, exactly. yeah so if i'm making an idli i have to make the idli then i have to make the mustard seeds i have to make other mustard ingredients for the sambar chutney do you like yeah. hate it when in real life you see mustard seeds in front of you do you get angry physically no <laughs> <laughs> no because you know, every time i'm looking at tech shows like it's it's just running in my mind like what can i do to get ah, this ah you're observing you're kind of collecting data makes sense yeah i don't i don't i don't hate anything other than opa why <laughs> do wait don't tell me you make each and every grain separately which one upma oh, no as in i don't like the real Ah, so you're the real thing also. Oh, okay. I'm not. I'm not even gonna make an upma. I think <laughs> I made it once for for the pesarat, the okay. Andhra dish. So right. they they put right. upma in it. Right. Yeah. Wow. Hey, dude, upma is a blob, dude. That's why I don't like it. Upma is a blob. But I'm not gonna make it. Some tiny texture and some glaze on top of it, na. Um, no, it's not getting my attention. <laughs> it's not getting my attention. <laughs> Oh my god. No, you know um when I remember first showed your work to my mother, right? So I remember she was listening me and I was like, "Hey, you know what? Like look at this." And she she was of course very very fascinated. She actually mm-hmm. reminded me and that kind of you know took me back as well. When uh, I don't know why I'm sharing this so, but when I was a kid, you know, and it's still uh, there. So in Bengal there's this whole thing where you know the artisans would make these um clay no and now i don't mean like your and my clay i'm talking about you know the mud wala clay the earth clay right? <laughs> yeah. so they would make um, you know fruit replicas out of those and hmm. proper size actually like almost two scale size uh, you okay. can say and you know these to color really well but you know the glaze would kind of give it away because it's very glazy you don't see a banana that is so glazy right so <laughs> then that would give it away but then uh, a lot of people i knew when i was growing up in bengal they would have these you know sets of these bowl uh, you know fruit baskets or something i uh, think those were made with wax right 
No, 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 no. Those are not wax. So in, in, I have seen the wax one as well. Okay, uh, those are very specific to Bengal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I, I don't think I've seen that anywhere else. Maybe you know there are. I haven't noticed it. But in Bengal, we used to have even in my grandparents' place. I remember you know growing up, my granny would have given gifted me let's say a, a, a I don't know make maybe a guava or something which is made out of that. Okay. Looks very looks mm-hmm. very cl- like close to the real thing except that as I said that the finishing kind of the glaze the glaze right. So Mark kind of uh, got reminded me of, uh, reminded of that when she saw your work. So but then of okay. course your variety was. Was way more so than she was. <laughs> she was way more so, surprised. I mean, uh, since you're talking about the history, so we have this uh, festival here, no, for Dashera. Mm-hmm. We have this uh, traditional thing called Golu. Golu, yeah, so yeah, yeah the we, dolls, yeah, 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 yeah the dolls. So well. that, yeah, so that is something very big. Like my my family loves celebrating that. So that's kind of where I got my love for miniatures. Because it's always been there, you know, from my childhood, it's always been there and we used to have all these sets and I used to be very fond of this Kumbhakarna because they had food around him. It's still a blob, (laughs) but you know, I I used to be fascinated and there was this another set where, you know, there's just people, uh, you know, sitting on the floor kind of a thing with banana leaf meals in front of them. It's right after the wedding. Mm -hmm. So they're having a wedding Mm -hmm. meal kind of a thing. Those used to be my favorite sets. That's very interesting. So, So do you think that like that's where it is coming from? I think so. Yes, That's very because I mean, I, I always had this love. There, was, there has to be some connection to correct. miniatures in food, right? That's the only correct. thing I can get back to. Correct, and that to combine with your mother's interest in craft, I think that kind of combination propels you towards doing this maybe in future. Yeah, that's, that's that's very interesting. That's very interesting. Cool. Okay, so let's uh, let's probably build uh, take this towards a closure. I have one question that I uh, actually two questions that I want to ask you. One is like okay. you know the off the shelf question that I asked. The other is specifically for you. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have a specific way of uh, uh, packing it? Because I can imagine, you know, uh, for you, packing would be extremely crucial because, let's face it, it is still fragile at the end of the day. It may be small, but yeah, it is Yeah, so, well, yeah, which is why I don't make them into keychains or anything, right? I mm-hmm. want them Correct. to be put in a place where you're not going to mess with them. Correct. So, packing, yeah, I, I do unfortunately have to use bubble wrap, but I keep it as minimal as possible. Mm-hmm. Just about, say, two and a half, three inches. I mean, just the width of the piece. The plate, yeah. So just roll it a couple of times, and uh, that's it. And then I put them in a nice box and send it off. And okay, that that works. Out. Makes sense. <clears throat> yeah. Cool. Th- thankfully, it's small. So, but huh. I- I- even if it's fragile, it's not that fragile. Yeah, because it's so small. as long as Correct. it's cushioned, yeah. Correct. Like I said, the the plates right now are the problem, but as long as it's cushioned, it's fine. Mm-hmm. What is the? Uh, have you ever like you know uh, received any custom sort of an order where they wanted something very very specific? Have you ever taken that? I did uh, take custom orders for a while. Mm-hmm. So, but again, you know, you you know how messy I am with my work. You figured out how long it took for me to get here. <laughs> so, I'll I'll just simply forget. <laughs> oh shit! But is it? I will it forget. The weirdest thing that you have made so far is there something like that, like a weird thing that you have made, and while making, you were like, oh, why am I making this? Maybe upma. <laughs> oh, there, there was there was there was surely that one order. Huh. It was the most randomest thing. Huh. So they made me, uh, you know, I had to make a resin plate because the person only eats with a glass plate. And and it was a very weird looking plate as well. (laughs) And the things into it, they had like scrambled eggs. Then they had ivy gourd. Uh, Then, um, yeah, what's the name? Tindora? Tinda, Tinda. Tinda, yeah. Yeah, the small one. So that... Then ham, what? then I think rice and sambar. Oh, so really, yeah. 
combination of stuff. and i think the plate was a highlight for them they wanted it to look a certain way oh wow and the fact that you could do wait so with resin uh, isn't that like a very different medium i've never worked with resin is it like it comes in a liquid form or something yes i'm not fond of it so it's not something i would get into at all got it got it. i i've been meaning to you know i've seen those uh, i'm i'm sure you have also seen on pinterest like you know they make these table tops with a wood yeah, piece yeah they're gorgeous kind of, dude they every time i look at them i'm like how do you put up with the mess Off i can't board. get them to dry at all no ah, matter how much i measure got it so i think that that's you know they have their own skill i'm not going to try and get there at all and and especially the ones that looks like you know those uh, ocean water and beach and yeah, stuff yeah that's so, so i i know the technique that they use but just mixing the resin gives me the uh, <laughs> nightmares I, i've i've heard it's not the easiest of mediums to work with i've never i've never used it ever so yeah it's messy it's sticky and then if you're not mixing it properly it just never is going to set oh that's also there yeah so but there are people of course i mean sure there are sonatas out there who brilliant with what they do hmm. absolutely absolutely those those stable tops especially okay chalo so yeah. uh, on that note shilpa my last question to you the, the off the shelf question that i spoke of um mm-hmm. why do you do this uh, why do you take the pains and all of these things <laughs> that we spoke of for the last one hour why do you do this i guess that right i really love food and i love miniatures so i had to combine them both mm-hmm. even though it eventually gets annoying uh, you know <laughs> looking at the end result of it mm-hmm. that makes me happy and that's fine i think i would i would do this just for that it looks really cute it even does. though i save myself it does it does it absolutely does i agree it does. you know um, yes. for me also like you know the, the fact that you said your love for miniatures that's something which i have noticed about myself since i was a kid okay uh, i don't know where it came from but i have a feeling do you remember when we were kids uh, i know you're a few years elder to me for sure but i'm sure you've probably heard of this when we were kids there was this one movie that came out called uh, honey i shrunk the kids do you remember that Yeah. Right. So there was this father scientist. He kind of created a really yes, 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 yeah. and they're going through right. For me, that whole visual of you know being <laughs> tiny and seeing the regular objects like your bed or a maybe a, 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 hmm. a grass or something, you know, being that huge. I don't know. It, I find it very magical. I don't know. I I feel it's very you know in your ordinary sort of thing you get to see stuff in a such a different uh, perspective, uh, the ants eye view or whatever you want to call that. <laughs> uh, I, I really find that very interesting. So you know, ever since childhood, I, I have noticed myself going towards miniatures quite a bit. Uh, you know, maybe it may be a bonsai or you know it may be a tiny little terrarium or something which I have created. So I I I I think um there is an affinity towards that. I think you and I probably share something like that when it comes to you know. miniatures like this yeah but for me like i said right it's more from that uh, festival that we have because i'm the, i'm just so used to it it's like having those tiny people around mm-hmm. so they're making like a, yeah. a doll house uh, set of sorts yeah so it, it they are actually doll houses right yeah exactly it's one is to 12 one is to 6 scale i think that's why i've made mm. the size that i make mm. international people i mean uh, international miniaturists they work on one is to 12 
to imagine the plate yeah. sh- shouldn't be more than 1 inch <laughs> yeah that's is crazy i don't but think then, indian food would be possible with that uh, it will be size. possible but who is going to appreciate that unless you have a doll house and you're going to put it there correct because there it makes sense because they're all standardized and you want food of that size but here if i'm going to sell something that small and i'm going to charge double what already charge even though it's more work nobody would want it Correct. because True. it doesn't serve a purpose for us to 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 the end of the day there has to be a little bit of function with the form as well perfect yes so uh, you know uh, i i i it'll be very sad if i you know don't ask you a very cliched question shilpa and this i promise is the last question we like out of all the okay? things that you make no no <laughs> <laughs> so out of all the things that you make uh, when it comes to real food which would be your absolute favorite like without a doubt upma absolute favorite yeah <laughs> um, upma i'm a south indian so i'm just going to say rasam ah not sambar No, rasam and potato fry. Rasam and potato fry. So potato fry as in like the Bengali style, or you know, mashed up like you know the palya sort of a thing. No, so I think this would be more like the Bengali style, oh, okay. but so, minus the mustard oil. <laughs> oh, okay, makes sense. Yeah, you you clearly have a thing for mustard for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I, I mean I don't like mustard like that. I'm okay with. Um, just having two or three pieces but otherwise i don't really like the flavor of it <laughs> <laughs> also to make it for sure but yeah, okay that makes sense so yeah favorite rasam place like apart from at home your mother's rasam i'm guessing but apart from that any specific place let's say if i come to chennai you like okay dude go there to have the rasam for sure mm, why would i go out are for to me eat rasam? i'm not coming to your oh, house for you to, yeah for me come home <laughs> oh bob Wow. So if I come, you home, can, I'll, you pakka, can, I'll, I'll pakka pick up a few of your pieces. I'll of course pay for it, pakka say. But yeah, I'll, I'll, I'd love to. Like, dude, uh, dude, you have high hopes that I'll have something ready then. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if you if you come to Chennai, okay, there are a couple of places. I mean, uh, there's Amravati. Okay. You get really good Andhra food. Okay. So you should go there. Okay, I I do. I mean, if you if you're looking for like South Indian thing. Yeah, yeah. So no, I so uh, you know I am known. I'm a person known for. driving 75 kilometers to go to tamil nadu to have good sambar so on sunday morning so i'm known for that so oh please yes you you get the best sambar here <laughs> not going to try it for having sambar in bangalore at I all i agree i am not even going to dispute i tell you right like i cross the border for good sambar i go to murugan idli for good sambar my god they have amazing food murugan idli shah mm, then you should come here <laughs> I'm sure there are have, so many other I'm places. I'm sure you have better places, but yeah, for me, for me, like seventy-five kilometers is the closest, and you know, Morgan Italy just, just, just makes my yeah. Just day. add another three hundred to it. Actually, I, I do. I last month I drove to Pondicherry, which is so close to Chennai, so it's okay, like nine hours. Yes. Of, not nine even, six, seven hours of drive, not too much. Yeah, Chennai, I think should be like um, five and a half. Seven, nine, six, six and a half with one stop at Morgan Italy for me. <laughs> <laughs> Or if you go to Shoals like Nalur, then yes. Shoals, yes. If I have to go all the way to Shoals, then yes, that's 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 true. Yeah. Otherwise, the city is on that path. Huh, Can exactly. just drive down. Kind of, kind of, yeah. Cool. So, Shilpa, thank you so much. It has been such a lovely con. I, I've been waiting for this conversation for two years now. I got to know a lot of things from you. Thank you so much for sharing. You know these and technical you, details. Thank you, Ben. Thank you. I mean, seriously, the number of times I just forgot I had an appointment with you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, but that's okay. It, if it ends well with you know a good bowl of curd rice, I think that's that's the good that's that marks a good ending. So I think it it works out for me. 
Oh, okay. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you so much yep. for the conversation. Thank you. All right. So that was a delicious conversation with Shilpa. I had to use this adjective, of course. Uh, do remember to check out her work, and uh, uh, you know, I'll of course put the link in the uh, uh, captions below, in the in the show links uh, below. Um, and if you get the chance, drop by my page as well, and I will see you in a bit with another guest in the Paper Pencil Podcast Season Two. Cheers. Mm-hmm.